Today's reading is taken from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 12. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone, and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that Though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. We've been here for in some summers, but in some sense we've now moved here permanently. And this is our first service here, and that's really exciting. And so I wanted to do a kind of special one-off sermon. Uh, normally we go through books of the Bible, as you probably know, passage by passage. But uh, a one-off sermon, and basically answering the question... Why are we here? Uh, why, are, why did we move to Lamcamo? Uh, what, what are we supposed to do? Because it really, really helps to have meaning and purpose, right? If your boss gives you some work to do, it's really nice to know, okay, I, I know why this, I'm doing this. Especially when it's something you don't want to do. If you can see, okay, yeah, I can see the reason. That's good. My, my kids, they just love to know the reason, right? Uh, why do we have to clear up the living room? Well, we're having guests. Oh, yeah. Uh, why, uh, well, why are we going to Mount Sun? Well, we need to buy this and this. Okay. Uh, if we just know the reason. I think you've experienced that. Um, but so then, why are we here? Well, 1 Peter is a great book. Because 1 Peter, 1 Peter, it, that actually was kind of where it was written. Uh, because the Christians, they, uh, yeah, they, they were Christians, but they didn't enjoy life that much. I'm uh, being made fun of here and uh, you know I'm a bit poor and life isn't great and Peter says well yeah that's right uh, you don't belong here you are exiles you belong in heaven with Jesus that's where you belong you have a wonderful inheritance there that will never spoil or fade this is all so wonderful but it's for later right now you're still here on earth why are you on earth God has a job for you to do and that is what this passage is about, one of the great mission passages in the Bible. Why are we here? And uh, the big image that you've heard is that of a priest. If we understand what a priest is, uh, then we kind of know what we are supposed to do here. So, two points. Uh, first, yeah, priestly privilege. Priestly privilege. Let me read verses 4 and 5 again. As you come to him, the living stone... Rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. 
you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, there's a whole lot of Old Testament things there, right? Uh, the temple and the, the priests and the sacrifices, and all these were special things. And they, Peter says, now that's you. First of all, I like the temple, right? You, you are stones, and those stones form a spiritual house, uh, a house for the Lord. Uh, long ago, Old Testament Israel, they had a temple, and that was the, the focus of everything, right? This is where God lived. This is where you could meet with God here in this special place. And if you prayed, you prayed to that place. And that's where you went for your sacrifices. That's where you went for everything. Well, of course, we no longer have a temple. And that's gone since Jesus came. But what is now the temple? It's not a building. I mean, it's a wonderful building here, but this is not the temple. No, what does Peter say is the temple? You and me, us, us as God's people, as Christians. We are the temple. We are the place where we are where God lives. We are where people can meet God. Isn't that a, a, a privilege? I don't know if you saw the news and the G7 and all these famous world leaders who come to this little town on the coast of England. I think the people would feel very honored that these people come here. Well, this is the creator of the universe who comes to live with you and me. Isn't that a privilege? I, I guess we don't really relate to being a building where people... Uh, think of the priest, right? You are built to be a holy priesthood. At the Old Testament, in the temple, there were priests and there were special people... Uh, with special clothes, and they had special access. They could go into the building. Other people, they could only stay outside the building in the courtyard, but, but they could go in, and, and they could offer sacrifices. And, and here was the, the bread, God's provision. Here was the light, and um, here's the curtain, and I'm so close to God. Uh, and there are the angels on the wall, and such a privilege to, to be there, to have this, this special access. Right? And back then, small group of people. But now, you are this holy priesthood. You, as Christians, have this special access to God. You, uh, there's not even a curtain anymore. Jesus ripped away the curtain. You, you can pray whenever you want. You can meet God whenever you want. You have this special access to God as kind of priests. That's who you are as Christians. Isn't that exciting? Uh, and you can offer, well, spiritual sacrifices. I mean, how do you relate to God? Well, you, you offer Him, but you can't just offer anything. People couldn't just come to God and give Him whatever. No, only certain special ways. That's how you relate to God. Priests could do that. And now you can do that. You can offer spiritual sacrifices. Not, not incense, not animals. No, the way we live. We can offer that to God. And it's... We, we can relate to him. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's like, you know, I don't know how you feel. Would you feel privileged if you went in there? I don't know. Do, do you go to concerts? It's, it's all closed now because of COVID. But, you know, a concert is great, but you have a backstage pass, right? You can go behind the stage and you can actually meet the band and those kind of things. You'd feel so honored and privileged. Well, 
that's us. A few things about that. I think that's really so amazing that it's us. I mean, Peter was writing to Gentiles. These were people who for 1,500 years couldn't go into the temple even. It's like they couldn't even go to the concert, let alone go backstage. And now they can. Which means this is really for anyone in the world. Anyone can now have this. And it's not but by because of what we've done. Normally special access is for those who pay more, right? Who get the platinum cards and those kind of things. No. It's anyone. Because why do we get it? Well, you saw it in... Uh, you heard it in verse 9. Uh, you were chosen people, a royal priest to the holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. It's not about what we've done. No, God has brought us out of the darkness into the light. Uh, once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. The reason we have this amazing access to God is just his mercy, his love. After all, why was there such a big temple system? Well, it's because... God is holy, and, and we are not. We are sinners. We are useless and worthless and evil, and we could never have anything to offer to God except, well, Jesus. Right? Verse 4, as you come to him, as you come to Jesus, then you become priests, you become a temple, as you, you know, sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It's all through Jesus because he died on the cross, he paid for everything we did wrong, we get his perfection, his beauty, his righteousness credited to us, and, and now we can just go to God because we are acceptable. Such a wonderful thing. And if you don't know this, please come and talk to me. It's the most wonderful offer. It's, it's wonderful to be a Christian. I hope you feel the joy when we're here. Um, if you are a Christian, I hope you praise God for this, right? What a move from darkness to light. I mean, TST school to Lamcamo school isn't that special in some ways, right? When one of my kids said, this school like, looks, looks just like the other one. Yeah, true. How about moving from darkness to light? From the darkness of judgment and sin and ignorance to the light of God's presence. The most amazing move. God has done that for you. Yeah, we have a great privilege. But that privilege has a reason. Why do we have this privilege? Well, because we have a priestly role. Because being a priest is not for yourself. Priests had this amazing access for others. That's the whole point of being a priest, right? It's a, it's a way to serve. I mean... That is what comes up in a way in verse 9. We just read it. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That's actually a kind of a quote from Exodus, uh, the people of Israel. God brought them out of Egypt, made them his own people. But he gave them a reason for that. This is from Exodus. God kind of commissioned them. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations... You will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You're going to be my special nation because the whole world is mine. Because of all these other nations, you're going to be my special nation. And you're going to be my priests. You're going to be the the intermediary between them and me. 
and they can come to know me through you. You see that more clearly maybe in uh, Deuteronomy, uh, another book. This is what Moses said to the Israel. Observe these laws carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their God near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? What other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I'm setting before you today? And that is God's plan. People see Israel and they think, wow. They, this is such an amazing community with such amazing laws, such amazing access to God. I want that. I want to know this God. I want to be part of this. That has always been God's plan throughout history. Uh, people who kind of attract others because, it's so, because of their access to God. Well, that is what we do. Because that's what a priest does, right? Think about priests, how they can serve others, right? You have this amazing access, but why? Well, here's a guy, and he comes to the temple, and he knows he's really messed up. He's committed this terrible sin, and he doesn't know if he can come back to God. Well, you make a sacrifice, and you pay, and you can tell him it's all forgiven. Uh, You are back with God. Isn't that a wonderful way to help people? Uh, Someone with leprosy, and he was excluded from the community. And and you can do the the ritual, you can do the tests, and you're clean. Welcome back to the people of God. Isn't that... You can come back. You're no longer unclean. What a way to serve. I mean, we have Bibles. They didn't. Only the priests. So if you want to know more about God, you go to the priests. And and, and you could help people. You could help people know God because you had something no one else had, the Word of God. What a wonderful privilege, right? To help others. That is what we do as Christians. We are here, God has put us here on earth well, to help others. To help others know Jesus, help others know God. How do we do it? Well, I think, just think about how you became a Christian. Did any of you become a Christian all on your own? You, you, you never met a Christian. You never, you just by yourself knew that you had to get right with God and that it was through Jesus and uh, you, you started your own church. Right? We didn't. What did people do? Well, verse 9, eh? um, that you may declare the praises of him who calls you out of darkness. Declaring praises isn't vertical, it's horizontal. You tell others how much Jesus has done for you. You, you, you praise Jesus for, towards others, uh, telling about him. And then in verse 12, a very big thing, just like Israel, good lives, right? Verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Lives that attract, lives that make people see, wow. I mean, this can happen individually, right? Where has God put us? Well, he's put us all over Hong Kong, in different offices, in different neighborhoods, in different families, where, where you can be different, where, you know, everyone is stressed, and, and, but you trust God is in control, and, and, and you are calm, and that people notice. 
where people look down on those below them, but you love everyone. And people notice, hey, you're always kind to, to everyone. Why is that? Maybe because you never curse, <laughs> right? <laughs> everyone else gets angry and frustrated and curses, and, and, and you don't. You, you watch your language and people notice. Uh, or just your sacrifice. You know, you have a busy job, and yet you prepare a link study, or you prepare Sunday school, you meet up with other people from the church. Why? Right? Our, our lives are different as Christians, and they, there's something real there. People can see that. And, and just speaking, right? Because people do need to hear. I mean, it says they will glorify God. How do they know which God they should praise? You, you need to tell them, right? So words and deeds go together. Now, as individuals, we can do this. But even more, Peter is thinking of us together. Because this whole passage, the, the you is plural. It's a very plural passage. Uh, let's go back together again to uh, verse 9. Uh, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. It's all singular, right? You're not chosen persons and royal priests and holy nationals. It's singular. He's talking to a group. And all through Peter. I mean, just before this, the previous passage, what does he tell them to do? And uh, now that you've purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. This is about a loving community. That is what he's thinking of. Even that thing about the temple. When I talk about, you know, we're the temple, you usually think of just me. And that's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians. Hey, your, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. But we are not on our own the temple here, right? We are stones. And when do stones become a temple? You can see the picture, right? When they are together. Individual scattered stones are not a temple. <laughs> we are, as we come together <laughs> to Jesus, then we are a temple. And so we need to be together. This is about the witness as a community. I mean, that's why Lomkamo is so great, right? We have a place where we can meet, where we can be together and praise God together. And people can come here and see the, the loving community. That, that is what he wants. Right? It was so frustrating for all these months with the, uh, with the pandemic. Because in a way, we couldn't be this. Because we couldn't be together. Because everyone was just in their own living room, watching a computer. We were not together. And so we weren't this picture. We were not this loving community. And that, that was so sad. So, you know, people couldn't check us out. I mean, they could watch the service, but they, they couldn't check out the church. They couldn't check out the people. Yeah, because that is what God wants. We need to be together, e even now. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we have a live stream, right? Maybe you're in quarantine and you can still join us. Or you, you're, you're subject to compulsory testing and so you, you can't come here. It's great you can still watch the service. But, but, but it's, in a way, it's not church, right? Church is being together. It's not about the preaching or the singing. It's about being together. And if you watch the live stream, you miss out on that. You miss out on the fellowship. You miss out on the community and you miss out on the you know we miss out on you if you're not here can you imagine right people from city one they come here to the building they want to check us out 
and we are all at home watching the service. <laughs> what a great witness we would be, right? No. Christians come together. That is church. So come here and, and be together. Now, so our meetings are here. Um, although this is just a school hall, wouldn't it be great if we were more in the community as well? I mean, this is the 11.30 service, so this is pretty good, right? Because most of us, we go for lunch afterwards. I'm pretty sure at Lime Fish, they knew us, right? They knew these people who come there every week. Wouldn't it be great if, you know, again, after the service, people go for lunch together in Fortune City 1? And then maybe someone from City 1, they come here a few weeks later, and actually, oh, they recognize a few faces because they've seen us around the area. And that we don't just come in here by MTR, walk two minutes, service, go back. Can we be more present in the community? That, that's what God wants, right? That we are more, uh, that we're visible, that people know, oh, here are these lovely, nice people who have now moved here. And they can see us. And, uh, you know, doing good deeds. I'd love us to do more things in the community here. Right? I mean, here in the school, of course. We've been doing lunch clubs in the past. It's been more difficult with the pandemic, but it's great that we can engage with the students. Maybe when there's a career day, we can supply a few people who can talk uh, there and help the school in that way, that we'd have a real partnership with the school. Wouldn't that be exciting? And people will get to know us and, and see, you know, see the church. Or again, here in the area. Uh, I don't know what we can best do. Uh, Don Cullen's video was wonderful because <laughs> they needed food and, and we could give that. That's great. And I, I don't know exactly what the needs are here. Maybe there are Chinese families and they struggle with English. Can we can help them? That's one thing we do as a church, right? We speak English. Maybe that's something we can help. But there will be other needs here. Wouldn't it be great that people see our good deeds and we help them, we love them, they are helped and they also see that God is doing something amazing. And that's, I mean, I wish I had a kind of 10-step plan. These are all the things we're going to do. I mean, we're not there yet, right? We just moved. We're still settling in. Uh, but wouldn't you want to be part of this? Wouldn't we, want to, wouldn't we want God to use us here, right? Again, because we are priests. That's why God has put us here. I know that feels tiring. Life is busy enough. It would be, yeah... It would be nice to just have a rest. And then we talk about doing outreach and being present. But I don't think we would mind, right? I mean, priests wouldn't mind because they're doing such a, an amazing job, such a privilege, right? You, you come there, you come close to God, you serve the people. Much better than being a farmer, right? Well, we are here uh, to do this, to take part in this amazing project that God is doing to build the church, to build the kingdom. And God has placed us here. He wants to use us. Uh, let us let's let ourselves be used and, and, and see what God can do here in City One. Uh, that's what our hopes are for being here. That's, you know, we, we would be noticed that if we'd ever leave, we would be missed because there was this wonderful church here. Isn't that a great vision? Yeah. That's God's purpose for us. That's why we're here. Let's pray he would use us. So let's take a bit of time. Let's just reflect. And then I'll pray.
Let's pray together. Our Father, thank you for the gospel, for Jesus. Thank you that you took worthless sinners like us and you made us your children. And through Jesus' death on the cross, you made us acceptable. You brought us back to you. Give us such privileged access. Would we rejoice in that and give thanks to, for being yours? But would we use it as well? Father, please use us here. Would we see that we are here to serve others, that we're here so that other people can enter that same privilege, enter that same relationship with you that we have? And uh, would we long to be used by you? Please use us here as we've, yeah, as we've prayed before. We want this move here to be a blessing to this city, a blessing to the school, uh, that many people might find Jesus, find the greatest hope there is, uh, find eternal life. So please use us in Jesus' name. Amen.